0: It's Friday, foreplay, say what? Hi, it's Friday on the Metal My Shop Podcast. My name is Ron George and today I got some sweet licks for you. Check this out. Woo! That's not me, by the way. Can you believe that? Woo!
1: We're flying to the moon, man!
0: Oh, so good! This is from a video. I think it's the title of the show here, so you probably know. 2004 August 1st, Boston, live at Grand Beach Entertainment Center, Manitoba, Canada. And that set off this whole episode today because I was there. I was there. I don't know if I was here or there, but I was in the vicinity when Boston was playing. And I thought I'd just share my story of how I got there, what it was like, the experience, because it was classic rock city for four days. And here, let me just turn this guy. That's Boston. Ooh, he's wrapping it up. Oh, and then that drum's kicking. Okay, okay. Please check it out. Uh, That video, by the way, is an hour and 50 minutes of uh, Boston, as I said, Live at the Grand Beach Entertainment Complex. No, I think it's like Hilltop Resort. Maybe it was called that back then, I don't remember. Specifically. But I do remember this amazing lineup of classic rock bands that, at the time, I have to be honest, I wasn't too interested in, in, in most of them. I mean, but while I was there, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I recognize a lot of these songs. Wasn't necessarily a fan before, but was after and during. It was so cool. It was amazing. And I was there for one reason and one reason only. First, before I begin, let me read what Manitoba Music wrote up about this, this uh, classic rock weekend in Manitoba. Classic Rock Invades Manitoba, posted on July twenty-six, two 2004. <coughs> let me get a sip of my roll mark. Yummy. For the many who thought they'd never see again their favorite arena rock bands from the 60s and 70s summerfest is a fantastic opportunity to catch some legendary performers many of whom have left an undeniable mark on the musical landscape now here are the bands according to ManitobaMusic.com, and i've tried i've searched around trying to find you know set list exact times of the bands on what days and whatnot but it's just not all there. There's one short little clip from, like, Channel A in regards to this fest, but I haven't found a lot out there, except for the full set list from on YouTube, which I'll, I'll share the link. Anyway, so, here are the Summerfest fans. Rough Trade, Godot, or is that Godot? I don't know. Wild Tea and the Spirit, The Headpins, Prism, Harlequin, Kenny Shields and Streetheart, Credence... Clearwater Revisited, that's right, CCR. Slaughter, Rat, Vince Neil of Motley Crue, Eric Burden and the Animals, Mark Farner, formerly of Grand Funk Railroad, Blue Oyster Cult, The Beach Boys, Journey, Boston, and the reason I went, The Doors of the 21st Century. That was wild. Like, I was a huge fan of The Doors, Uh, I think even before Oliver Stone's movie, The Doors, and if you haven't seen that movie, it is classic, Val Kilmer is an awesome Jim Morrison. But I gotta say, Ian Asbury of The Doors, who replaced, he didn't replace Jim Morrison, The Doors asked him to, you know, they wanted to go on tour, and and they basically just wanted Jim Morrison impersonator. And he was amazing. He looked like Jim, he sounded like Jim. He was Jim and let me read the, if you don't know what happened, let me read the biography on on The Doors of the 21st Century, okay? This is what happened. In 2002, Ray Manzarek and Bobby Krieger of The Doors reunited and produced a new version of The Doors called The Doors of the 21st Century, okay? The lineup was fronted by Ian Asprey of the Cult with Angelo Barbera from Krieger's band on bass. At their first concert, the group announced that drummer John Densmore would not perform. It was later reported that he was unable to play because he suffered from tinnitus. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so anyway, I was so excited to see The Doors. Huge fan. (laughs) Just to see John Densmore up there playing his keyboard would have been just amazing. I would have loved to have gone to a solo show, goddammit. But yeah, it was... So... Okay, so I had I was working at uh, Bar Italia on um, court in there for the longest time, and uh, for some reason, they decided they wanted to do uh, a, a booth for some reason. It was a huge popular rock weekend. Why wouldn't they want a booth there and just make a lot of money uh, shilling out the coffee, right? And so I was roped into uh, to just to be, you know, I got free entry, but I didn't have to work the booth, but it was me and a couple other actually i brought my a buddy in and we both worked the uh, the booth and in the morning we actually got in the truck we, we drove around to the camp through the campsite and i just remember going oh my god this coffee is horrible like and no offense to barataya their coffee's really good but you know they had to brew under under non-brew conditions i remember like because you had to bring the water in and it just took so long and People were paying outrageous money for for their coffee in the morning, and I just remember thinking, like, "Oh my God, like this is this is outrageous!" But people were so happy to <laughs> to get to give five bucks for an espresso. God, it's so hard to remember. Ah, oh God, <laughs> I have no memory. I'm trying to pull what I can, folks. And I just remember. So I I didn't I, I probably spilled half the time. At the at the Bar Italia booth there, and I just remember long lineups. But the complex itself, the camping grounds, was pretty unique. First of all, it was like kind of like um, Colosseum. You know how like the stage is down. They had a main stage and then they had a side stage, right? And so the but and it was all sand, which was beautiful. I just love that idea that it was all sand, so people could wear flip flops and sandals. But I wouldn't recommend the barefoot, of course, because people were bringing in the beers their glass bottles, and you never know. Um, the campsite was really cool too, a lot of fun people were just, you know, just sitting around, drinking their beers, by the fire. Fuck, it was, it was a really cool trip, and I didn't camp there, we just spent, uh, we'd, get, we'd go up there in the morning, and then we come home at night, so I didn't get the overnight experience, which is all right with me. I don't—I never really enjoyed camping too much, sleeping in tents and on the ground, and then the bugs. And the, ugh, it's disgusting. Ugh. But I'm sure people had a great time. Like the the, the, the development of this of, of the layout, the development and the layout of the Grand Beach Entertainment Center was so cool. And I found a little clip. Listen to this. Check this out.
1: Beach Entertainment Center is North America's newest and most majestic concert site. Set in the magnificence of Canada's renowned boreal forest of white birch and pine, it sits next to one of North America's top ten beaches at Grand Beach, Manitoba.
0: This is from Dougal Lamont. Grand
1: Beach Entertainment Center is a gently sloped white sands concert bowl, capable of holding in excess of 40,000 concert participants. YouTube channel bowl's expansive edge are lounges refreshment bars merchandise stops snack shops and more surrounded by extensive and pristine sand and forest
0: yeah. 11 years ago the entire posted. conception
1: site development and site engineering was the result of the inspired vision of canadian construction magnate lawrence haddekin through this <laughs> the area's spectacular geographic cool and creative potential was brought to life
0: Anyway, okay, so there you go. And then um, I wanted to play, yeah, the clip of Channel A. They report right from the uh, middle of the Summerfest action here. Listen to this. Mother Nature hasn't been very nice to the thousands at Summerfest the past few days. And early this afternoon, it looked like it was going to be the same story. It's always the same story at festivals in Winnipeg. It always rains. But eventually the sun came out and the crowd came with
1: it. The four-day event is in its third day. Artists like the Beach Boys have already performed, and the Doors of the 21st Century are headlining tonight. Organizers have spent over a million dollars to bring the performers to Grand Beach this weekend, yeah. and they say the payoff be. is for Summerfest
0: ticket holders. And, uh, I think the, the artists that we have on stage... Oh, uh, this go-around uh, gives them definite That's Joe Potenza. They're legends.
1: Legends is, is for Summerfest ticket holders. I'm just going to look yeah, at the, what is he, he's uh, on stage uh,
0: executive producer ride, Joe uh, Potenza. Okay, good job. The funny thing is, you watch the clip, it looks busy, but it doesn't look like shoulder-to-shoulder busy. You know, and it could be the the reason it's, like, such a big complex, like, right? But it also could be like, maybe the tickets were a little high. You, you can't, the information is not all there, I can't give you it all. I wish I could, folks. I wish I can give you every set but I can only give you one. Boston, the entire set is uh, up on YouTube. So as I said, I'll put a link to it. You can enjoy it this weekend, shut your eyes and be at Grand Beach. Maybe step uh, in the shower, (laughs) experience the rain. I don't know. That's it. That's what you got this week. That's your Manitoba gold. If you were there, you know, it was one of the best rock weekends of all time in Manitoba yeah okay that's it gotta go enjoy your weekend have fun do lots of good things if you didn't know every friday i put the friday foreplay up and tuesday is tuesday dinner and sunday at sunday swallow if you're on the patreon the man's money shot podcast uh soundcloud is our home base uh, instagram youtube facebook twitter tiktok Ronald george Moore. patreon Ronald george Moore. have a good weekend bye more than a feeling